for I want to welcome out of Toronto within the traditional territory of the Mississauga people. Where we born? Toronto. Toronto. There is no I appeal to you as a fellow American, but I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. Best there is. Whatever you're feeling, take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. I'm Jan, the one who capped off a bonkers week with a nice little weekend. Joining me after a lit weekend of her own, Antonia's here. Hi. And John made it here too. Someday he's gonna, we're gonna come in and a post it note's gonna be there saying John regrets to inform you that he's not coming. Or just nothing at all. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> not <laughs> even a post it. The level of disrespect. <laughs> so let's get into it. So Canada's Drag Race season one winner Priyanka will be hosting a reunion show with the entire cast of the first season to air before the start of the second season, which is not nice. the usual RuPaul's Drag Race protocol, but still here for it. I'm still okay with it. That'd be fun. Canada can do things differently. You know, metric system, whatever. We got to work out the kinks. Yeah, true. Very true. And and most of the second season had to be filmed during COVID, so I'm sure it'll That's be... That's going to be interesting. I mean, their workroom is already big anyway. They could, they could distance, no problem. So, a CBC Gem and HBO Max collaboration series called Sort Of, about a gender-fluid millennial figuring life out, released their official trailer, and it looks good. I'm really excited for it. I have friends who are close friends with the... Of course person, you And do. I saw the trailer and went, I know this person. Of course you <laughs> do. My friend Ty is friends with this person. <laughs> Antonia is two degrees from knowing everyone. <laughs> everyone. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. Uh, Canada's goalkeeper Stephanie Labbe has signed with a Paris Saint-Germain until June 2022 with an optional year. So Nice. Go, girl. Uh, John's boy Aubrey gives an official release date for Certified Lover Boy. Clear your calendar. Don't call John September third. He's busy <laughs> listening to Certified Lover Boy. I hate it. I hate that title. Did you see the cover? <laughs> no, I don't want to. I hate it. So you know the little <laughs> pregnant emojis that are on your phone. Stop. It's just a bunch of those different ethnicities I and different em. color like shirts. That's graphic and design these like, days, is it? It's a joke, right? It's a joke. I will, it's not a joke. I will take it as, you know what? One thing I do respect about Drake, and I always have, is that he doesn't take himself too seriously. So, well. Someone commented, if we're going back to Drake and the Kanye weird beef, um, someone commented, they're <laughs> like, how did Kanye, because Kanye Donda dropped uh, uh-huh. yesterday, and someone said, how is Kanye's album be- art better than Drake's, and he has nothing on his ass? <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> you guys are funny. Yeah. Continue this non-beef. <laughs> Indeed. Good Lord. <laughs> and John's going to tell me how it is so I don't have to listen to it. Because that's what friends do. Yep. Um, just, Certified. You know, don't hold your breath on it. <laughs> I hate this title. If anyone's going to be listening to it, it's going to be me. And I'm going to be reporting back with my thoughts. I'm going to have a lot of them. They have pre-sales and everything. Probably just pre-save, whatever. I'm halfway, well, three quarters of the way through Donda right now, so I'll get back to you guys, and I've listened to it twice. Is that bad? It's, uh, it's weird. It's all over the place. But I mean, yeah, last time he did weird, I liked it, so but it's I not, don't know. It's I not, don't know it's not succinct weird. It's just weird. Fair enough. So we'll see. We'll see. I need a second listen through. Okay. I shall report back. All right. <laughs> and we are looking forward to it. <laughs> The Candyman remake, reboot, reimagining, opened to a $22.3 million opening weekend to be the first number one film directed by a black woman. Shout out to Nia DaCosta. That's amazing. Right? Not bad. In a pandemic, we're raising $22.3 million. People got to eat. Yep. People got to go to the movies, I guess. People got to feed their children, so go see this movie. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Get the money. I will, because... I'm uh, going to watch it for the culture, but I'm going to be watching it through my fingers. Yeah, same, but also for yeah, yeah, my team a second, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's nice to look at. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Also, my fellow hometown LaSalle, Ontario native Luke Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks announces his retirement from the NFL after eight seasons. He released a statement on Instagram. It was a whole big thing, thanking all the fans, thanking everyone who helped him do anything. It was nice. And then um, the NFL Canada Instagram did a little slideshow of his many looks throughout the years, and I had forgotten some mustache, some sideburns. <laughs> I was like, oh, Luke, <laughs> like, what's happening? Choices. <laughs> Choices. <laughs> but yeah, he's a good player, so I think eight years is long enough to do anything like that where – you know, concussions are abound, so. <laughs> Just a bunch of body trauma. Yeah, basically. <laughs> also, never have I ever, one of my new favorite shows. It's so good. Renewed for season three. It's so good. Love it. And we had our first CFL COVID-related postponement this past Thursday. Uh, the Elks versus the Argos got postponed because a bunch of Elks got COVID. No. Yeah. I guess they're fine. No one said anything else, which I find alarming. <laughs> but I'm like, I guess no news is good news. Everybody rest up. Sanitize your hands. And if you aren't watching the Paralympic Games, please do so. Even for a moment of your day. Just catch some recaps. Catch some highlights. Because that's all I've been able to do. Because I'm back to, the, you know, our time zone. But my few takeaways so far is uh, goalball is incredible. Okay. It's a three-on-three for, like, everyone's blindfolded, and you're basically rolling a ball into the opposing net, and you got to daredevil your way through this. Like, you got to sense to block the ball and position your body in such a way, but also, like, roll the ball in such a way that you're trying to avoid three other... It's amazing. So echolocation. <laughs> Goal ball. <laughs> ball. That sounds fun. And one of the only swimming events I did watch was the women's 4 by one freestyle. And after a couple disqualifications, Canada got bronze. Woo! <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, it was wild. Like, you don't... I personally have never seen that many disqualifications in swimming to begin with like i know they happen and i know they're possible but i'm just like ooh, to see two of them yeah. yeah i mean this whole zero tolerance policy for they um they were on exchanges so like uh great britain and the usa both left early on their second exchange and oh. that's a disqualification i'm like yo because like from the camera how are you, how are you telling that yeah like, clearly you got officials with eyes everywhere and they Damn. Got them. Is there like a pressure system? Like, how does this work? I, like, swimmers, talk to me. I need to know. Because <laughs> you said like with track, there's some sort of on the on the on the blocks. On yeah, the block. it's pressure sensitive. So do but you like, do the same thing with swimming? I don't know if the blocks are pressure sensitive, but they just know if you're in the water a little too quick or yeah. you fall in. I guess I don't know. I'll say like I don't know. Like I don't know. I had friends in high school who were on the swim team and told me of false starts and that's what happened like somebody like very obviously jumped the gun and was in the water while everyone else was still up there yes and then yeah i'm like you don't reset no like no you're gone I'm like wow swimming's harsh damn <laughs> damn all right? that adrenaline exactly <laughs> just like, to well, mess it up and uh, the swim team always went at 6 a.m so i'm like all of that for what yeah it sucks <laughs> but yeah have i forgotten anything it's been a slow week for me i I'll give you that. She's been a lot of other weird chaotic stuff going on the internet that doesn't need attention. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yes, because we are trying to keep this an upbeat sort of space. Yeah. Next stop, what you say? All right, so what you saying? Uh, I came across a story. The other day, um, Two-Spirit Native American and Cape Verdean boxer Callie Reese defended her World Boxing Association junior welterweight title against Diana Prazik last week. At her press conference, she answered questions about the fight, whatever, good call, and then she took the mic to highlight the horrors of Canada's residential schools. Excellent. Just did it. So I'm like, all right. So we've all seen activism at nearly all levels in all leagues of sport in the last couple of years it's all we could focus on so and we've seen what the governing bodies have done as pushback and how they've performed their you know performance arts activism in their lip service do used tos feel that there's a place 
for activism in sports? Would you like to see more or less? Do certain sports, when activism happens, does it resonate with you a bit more than others? Like, what's uh, what you saying? Um, I personally like to see and hear athletes speak up about things happening in the world, especially especially if it affects them and their lived experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never liked the the dumb jock sort of uh, like the dumb jock stereotype that athletes get. Fair, and I think it's important for spectators and other people as well to see their athletes as real people and not just as bodies winning them titles because you see that a lot i mean literally watched kaepernick (laughs) absolutely do all this and have all of these you know white donors other people yelling up in arms because you know the black boys that they were playing you know paying to do all these sports weren't doing the sports and we're just talking too much and blah, blah 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 so it's just like yeah, speak up about these things. And it's also recognizing, too, that not everybody is going to, and not everyone yeah. has to, um, but supporting the people who are like, you know what, I have a platform, I'm going to use it forever long that I have it for, and just say what I need to say. Because some people get their news from the news, some people get their news from other random places, you know, Twitter, whatever else, Instagram. If you're watching a press conference, if you were just an avid sports viewer and you're not really into get you know other outlets or other things like that. If this is the one place that you're getting hard information, like why not? So you were trying to reach people on all different platforms. Not everyone can sit through a five minute segment at like channel whatever news with all the graphic images and this and the other. Yeah. Whatever, like five minutes can feel like five hours. Absolutely. And so, and you don't always want to be scrolling through your feed and seeing, you know, it's, it's, there's just trauma packed up and trauma, like for so many different groups of people. And like, I, I think it's important for people to use their platforms for good. Um, and if that's just, you know, wearing a t-shirt, um, being seen out in public in different crowd settings, like protests, that kind of thing, or just speaking, if you have the information um, you've got the passion. This again, this is your lived experience. Like, why not? Yeah. I just, I don't, I hate it when people are like, oh my goodness, just play the sports. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then they get mad about like other things. Like, so what is it then? Like, do you not want them to speak up? Because then people will be like, oh, so-and-so never says anything about this. But then you literally told that guy over there to shut up and play hockey. So like, what is it? Yep. Like, is it okay from some people? And it's palatable for some people and just, uh, like, too much. Nobody's ever told someone to show up and play hockey. Okay, you're hockey right. Hockey players <laughs> don't speak up. They don't. So. But, yeah. Until recently. Until recently. So, mostly basketball players and football players, if we're being honest. No one's saying this about golf or, or ten, like, tennis players or us two. They're mostly saying this about the high-profile um, players. Um, so, yeah. Speak up. Use your platform. You don't always have to, and recognize too that like it's exhausting to do so. So take time for yourself. Um, and like I said, a protest doesn't have to be loud. It can be silent. It can be in you know kneeling beside your play like your teammates. It can be being present and holding a sign at this thing. It could just be standing next to somebody. Like you don't always have to say words. Not everyone has the words to say. Some people shouldn't say anything. <laughs> um, so, you know, <laughs> utilize your strengths. I see you pointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> utilize your strengths. Um, and just uh, stand up for what's right. Like, it, I've, it's, it's becoming increasingly harder for people <laughs> to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, we've spent too long being comfortable and just going, well, you know, the world sucks. And kind of like moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah, the world sucks. And it turns out there are things that we can do about it. So... You know, anyway, that's I like it. Those are my thoughts. John. <laughs> um, I mean, it's done well historically. Um, for like a lot of you know civil rights and stuff like that, and even up till now. Um, but I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if we're getting to the point now where athletes feel more pressure to have to say stuff as opposed to just being an athlete and just going to do your job and, you know, try to make the most out of that. And sometimes I feel like a lot of people, 
fans, not even fans, it's usually casual fans. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, some people don't even know who anybody is until all of a sudden they hear something or a cause or something that strikes, you know, triggers them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's quick to thrust all their issues to the athletes and make them be the be the heads of whatever all ails the world and they need to fix it or be vocal appointed uh, vocal about it so i mean i think it goes both ways um now it's a little weird because we're getting to that point where it's just like for some sports and some athletes it seems like some people can easily go into business for themselves and hijack a locker room hijack a team or whatever the word choice is funny to me. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying. I mean, it's I'm just saying. These things take, you know, like, yeah, look at some teams, how they're what they're made up of, the, the mixture of, you know, diversity and who's there and whatnot. Some messages are going to mix. Some messages aren't going to mix. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then speaks to your hockey point. Yeah, and there's other groups, I mean, Look at baseball. Baseball is a pretty conservative sport. There's a lot of conservative athletes in baseball. At least the American ones. So you're not going to hear um, a whole lot of, you know, what's going on or what's happening. And I don't feel it's like everybody should make people be their heroes or be their advocates for whatever their cause are. You either feel it or you don't. You know, like we live in a space now where a lot of things are kind of manufactured mm. whereas something happens and everybody jumps on it and has to be you know supported not because that's what they believe or that's what they really want but because that's just what everybody's doing and yeah they don't want to be the away, person out <laughs> it's not real authentic or anything like that and it's just you know it's just plain lip service it's just like you know you said t-shirts i mean like the nba um uh, when the NBA was in the bubble, and everybody was walking around wearing whatever slogan shirts. I mean, it's just stupid. Like, it, some gets to the point when, when, when le- I mean, a protest is a protest, all right? It's literally individual. It's just or, organic thing. It's just kind of one of these things. But when corporate groups and everybody else jumps on board of this and tries to capitalize on this, and all of a sudden you're seeing buy this on their site, the the website or whatever, and you know, purchase this or whatever, and, you know, they'll say we're going to split the funds or whatever. I mean, that's when I started to say, okay, just just stop. Because it's just taken away from it. The whole point is now just like, you know, cotton candies and everybody, let's do the whole Coca-Cola thing and Jesus. call it a day. And you know what I mean? Like, Someone give it, get a Jenner a Pepsi. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just sometimes it just, I mean, there's, there's, there's I, I prefer athletes when they're actually protesting and doing their thing or, or being vocal about what it is. I don't like it when the leagues and everybody else jumps on board. I don't like it when TVs and all the rest of these stations all jump on board, acting as if they're, you know, starting or getting on when, you know, everybody, all these other people were in positions to do stuff from the beginning. But sure. it's only because they felt the pressure to do it. And it's not real. Like, it's just lip service. And I think sometimes people get lip service confused with actual a movement, like, is you know an organic movement is this always been out there boiling people have been moving but then when it gets to the top people at the top or people visibly at the top you know people of popular or you know whatever that's when this stuff kind of goes haywire and all of a sudden it's just like you know you could do one of those well we're going to donate all our funds or whatever just to some cause or whatever but then you look at the numbers you split how the numbers get divided who gets what percentage of what money the funds and stuff like that and you're just like literally you're pissing your money away everybody who's throwing money into this is pissing their money away because this money is not going to some of these groups or these organizations that they're saying to at least not all the funds and that's where you lose it with me and I mean, I'm I'm cool with athletes just doing their thing. Take the lead. Don't watch face. Just do it because that's either what's in your heart or you know what's wrong. I mean, it's not wrong, but what's right. Um, you know, it could come with a financial hit. Go ahead, fine. I I I don't want to hear anybody give me some. Oh well, their fan base or their YouTube or all their. Fo- I don't care. Like literally, do what you do. 
stand by what it is. I don't want to hear people who don't believe in things trying to jump on things to support things. I don't want to see the awkward, like, committing to certain things. Just be the movement. That's it. Don't sit here. I mean, and... I, and, and Sorry. And another and this one thing. <laughs> Stop making these guys all the leaders because they're literally some of them are just athletes. All right. And they just have and they just and they just have a platform. Stop putting yeah. all your, your your wishes, goals, and ambitions on them yeah. because they're just human beings. You know, like you have the equal opportunity to do the same thing that these guys do. No, you might not have the big platform to be able to reach out to everybody else, but your words, I mean your actions speak louder than words. So like if you're sitting here, well, all I need is um, uh, uh, Fred Van Fleet or pa- Pascal Siakam or uh, Masai to get 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 a whiff of my movement, and that's when it's no. Just do what you're supposed to be doing right now, you know. And if people are gonna buy into it, they're gonna buy into it and follow along, you know. Or join an actual cause that dedicates themselves to doing this twenty four seven three sixty five. Let's you know, like just. Pick who your leaders are and, you know, like, let's just not force someone who's fully dedicated to making a lot of money, doing what they do well, and then acting as if they're going to be the head of your, the movement of whatever it is that you so desire. I mean, I might have ranted, but, you know. Poetry class. Sometimes (laughs) I'm just tired of this nonsense because at this point, it's just, I, I mean, a lot of it. To, to bind the organic people, ath- I mean, some athletes and celebrities and their hopes and dreams. I mean, this is how people start singing songs and uh, thinking everybody else is going to join in. If someone does imagine you know, one or more time. Let's do another <laughs> ice bucket challenge or some nonsense like that. Like, you know, like, it, like enough. Just do the move, do the work, man. Do the work. Yeah, um... I guess my views kind of hybrid blend uh, your views. Um, where do I begin? I guess for me, it has a bit more of an impact when I see amateur sports, amateur athletes do it because, you know, the Olympics, for example, because, you know, the only people who are, who make a sizable living do, aside from basketball that sends professionals for the summer games, at least um, those who are participating aren't making a ton of money doing this sport. Like they, they have endorsement deals. They have other things that are committed to this sport. So for me, they're actually, it resonates with me more because I know they're closer to regular people. Uh, yeah. I have a better extent. There's a better extent to like, yeah, they have, the there's bubble. something at stake. There's not the untouchable bubble or the special yeah. prestige that comes along. There's with no like three game suspension for, you know, or conduct detrimental not just to that, or it's I'm going to lose a sponsor or something like that. I mean, yeah, even I mean, in amateur sports, the sponsor is a big thing too, right? It absolutely is because but you're more likely going to be able to connect with your sponsors at that level, as opposed to, Oh, you're doing this. I mean, you know, I mean, God bless Nike and their who they pick to choose the back and whatever their protests are, but Nike mm-hmm. has a bottom line. Absolutely, like any company you does. Know? Yeah. No, but well, I, yeah, but like these are dollar bottom lines. So, yeah. and I do recognize Nike does. I mean, take a lot of stances um, politically, and they'll take whatever hits. I mean, but a hit to Nike is like literally like a a, a drop in a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like an annoying fly. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. oh well, okay, maybe we we'll have to put this this shoe or campaign on the back burner, but we'll start rebranding a new one yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, you know, it's hit and miss, but yeah, it's, um, no, it's okay. Um, I, I personally don't mind when an athlete that normally or hasn't said anything about something before has now started to, because for me, that's the intended effect to, like, no one has to own a cause or movement. Like, you're, for me, the the point is to spread the awareness, to tell the story, to get more people in even the slightest bit of the no. So someone else to be like, hey, this other, my teammate, this other athlete from this other sport, what, what have you, put me onto this, and now I'm invested in it as well. Mm-hmm. And now I care to know more, and I care to do something as well. Not to... 
not to confuse it with those who are doing it to be trendy, which, yeah. you know, you run that risk with even grassroots activists, right? The ones that you always see paraded on all the news channels. Like, you see the same, like, four or five people, like, yeah. you know, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, like, made livings off of this. And that's yeah. not to say that they, their work wasn't important, but... It started there, to become a there's show. A thing. Yeah. There's a thing no, to there's it. There's an activism industry. Yeah. yeah, there's a thing to it. <laughs> My exact technical word. <laughs> there's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, like it's. I think, especially in the last couple of years, where everyone's been trapped at home on the internet and on social media with their feelings and tensions to be lived in real time. It's just not, it's literally the last 20 years. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I isolate these two specific years because there was time where the the entire globe had spent lockdown. Yeah, to do nothing but deal with this. Like, it's whether it's made noticeable differences to things. The how do I just how do I describe it? Like the the aura of human interactions of discussing news stories, how things are done. Like it's, it feels different. Not to say that it's change. Like no, not to say that the, the concerns at hands have changed, but like everyone is very Everybody's aware. aware of everyone the sees issues. this elephant Everybody's aware yeah. of the issues. I mean, and whether they're trying to sidestep it or not, like they, they see it where before only a few people saw it. And or like everyone saw it, but then different. had distractions. Whereas like there weren't a lot of distractions. Well, I mean, around. we were used to living your normal life, right? Like, but then the sports were gone. So well, sports were gone, and you were forced. Uh, and the thing is, with you know things culturally and politically lately, you've been forced to take a side. So it's not yeah. like you can just sit here and just be a casual anything. You literally, um, you got to pick a side, and you got to pick your tribe, and you got to go ready to go defend it tooth and nail. And that's what it is, like. It's like um, part of the thing was when the when you know NFL players were doing their 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 um their protests and you know kneeling, um, that alienated majority of NFL fans. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just you know go tune in. I mean, full, I mean, society is in general is just weird. Yeah, humanity you know, is like humanity is a weird thing. <laughs> Who we pick and choose strange. and how you pick and choose it and when it's convenient, when it's not or whatnot. But like with sports, it's, you know, you either like the team, you don't like the team, you know, either that yeah. team's your team or you're not. But now it's like, okay, this is my team, but now we're divided and based off fan bases of what side do you believe politically, culturally or whatnot, you know, and yeah. you're forcing organizations are to, to, to come out and make more stance, um, stances politically, um, you know, just to, to appease whatever group, that you know yeah. they they they're feeling the heat from at that time, so it's weird. Like you look at fans in general now, they're just always been idiots. Yeah. I mean, the whole time. Well, across it doesn't matter sports, anything. <laughs> fans in general are just <laughs> idiots. Okay, if you're a fan, you're probably one of them too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's just like look at all how much violence you fighting and stuff you see, and and, and just. Like going to games, like people don't know how to handle themselves anymore, and it's almost like it's too much for them. And I mean, let's be honest, humans are simpletons. We're yep. simpletons. We're a simple bunch. Yeah, lemmings. You know, <laughs> like you give someone a pat on the head, and that that that's all they needed for the day. You know, yes. You give someone a million dollars, and that wasn't enough to to give them. You know, Obviously. for the day. So it's like. Weird bunch, and when it comes to sports, what's a million dollars? And when you give, and when it comes to sports, it's just you know, all people can do is just look at the people who are on the field, on the court, on the diamond, on the ice, on whatever pitch or whatever it is that they're doing, and well, there goes everybody's just throw it on them, yeah. And that's the thing, like, sports was its primary function was distraction, right? Yeah. Everyone would always say that it was the, you know, the, it was what brings people together. You know what I mean? Everyone could unite to, to root for their home team, whatever, hometown player. Uh, they were suddenly local heroes. It was a, it was a lot of hero worship because the rest of the world sucked during what world wars, depre- the depression, mm-hmm. like, you know, natural disasters and all of that. So now that 
you know, we managed to pull these Olympics off with no one watching. Um, it's, I don't know, it's still, for me, the, the Olympics were always political. I won't, I won't, I won't hear a damn thing against that. Mm. Sorry to be one of those, uh, you, ha- you pick a side people that John just, uh, <laughs> just mentioned, but like, and that's the only hard stance I have to take sports wise, because they are just athletes. They are just people. It's supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be a distraction. It's meant to entertain. And everybody just like what they like. I've ranted about this before. Just like whatever the hell you like. Because um, these same fans who were, oh, the kneeling during the anthem is disrespectful. They're the same ones burning jerseys over a trade, which is a business transaction. There's no in between for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just either it's suddenly, or. It's suddenly just a game and stop crying because you're paid millions but of dollars to play a game. But then, but then it's then not it's, because how dare you yeah. go to where the money is or yeah. go to play somewhere else so they don't have to deal with your snaggle tooth jackass. So yeah. it's... Yeah, you know, it's weird. So for those, I, I do admire, and I'm a little apprehensive of, especially the up-and-coming athletes, there's a, there's a bigger pressure for them to be a fully realized brand before yeah. they're doing anything. And now that we've opened um, NCAA oh. athletes to the opportunity That's to make money the off their name, problem, and like, yeah. their name and likenesses. They're going like, to be jumping on all these The other, other bigger yeah. problem is what you've it, been saying is, the whole branding thing. Yeah. That's literally been bothering me that's for how the past 20 years. That's how you're securing your money. That's how you're, that's how you're securing your endorsements. Yeah. That's how you're securing, when you, you know, stop. fan likability. Like it, yeah. it becomes, I hate to, for lack of a better word, it does become political, but it is kind of that. Like, yeah. it's a thing. Popular but players like, are, but are putting fans in the stands. They're it, drawing though. power. Their jerseys are selling. But that's, and that's just the, it though. We're talking about the top 1% in each sport. Who are these people? So, like, for everybody else who's sitting here worrying about their brand that nobody's ever going to give a damn about, except for your little, you know, group of fans that will might But it's how they parlay around. to other positions should the sport not work out. Yeah. That's true. But, it, it, I mean, it's it, it's a bit of a balance and things like that, right? Like, let's be honest. Do you need a brand for some of these people? Probably not. But no. there, are, there are some people who have leveraged it really well where there was a time where the only thing you could do... Say, I'll use football as an example. Once you're done, you are on one of the three networks that broadcast. It's like an analyst. Yeah, and that's all there was for you. And now there's so much more that a football player who might not have even made it or played one or two seasons and bounced around as a journeyman can still build a fan base outside. Like, um, like we're Spice, talking, a- like Spice Adams, for example, Andrew Hawkins, t- like again, these are names Levi no, Mitchell. Most like aren't these guys, men- realize though, but they know them. They have their following, completely not related to football. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? So uh, we Toby get to see Spice Adams hiding behind He's a trees. Rapper who played football before we knew him as a rapper, and yep. now this is now this is what this he parlayed to. Who? Toby Nguigwe. He's a he's a rapper. Him and his like you've probably seen his videos. On Instagram or wherever else. Not. I mean, you probably skipped yes. past them, sorry. Yes, um, but yeah, he guy's name is. But Who? he played football, yeah. Toby what? N W I G W E. Either way. But yeah, so you they build a whole other family. Yeah, you're, you're, you're platform developing by branding yourself yeah. as yourself. Yeah. And Andrew Hawkins is probably the the best example I've got. He leveraged his way by having he was on that reality show to try to to get the nfl tryout he i think he played a few seasons but now he's leveraged to talk shows to speaking engagements to all of these things yeah just by being a dude who's who's (laughs) really you know what i mean like he's likable he's relatable he's easy on the eyes he's whatever but like he's he has an opinion he articulates very well like it's He's good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's and good. It, and it depends if you, this is the path you want to take if you want to continue being in a public eye. Like, yeah. you are like, well, I can't just be that football guy who's just standing on street yeah. corners and be like, look who I used Before, to be. <laughs> Let me not sign that whatever. long ago, those guys had to resort to dancing with the stars. No. Now we don't. <laughs> no, now they're boxing Jake Paul. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Some are. <laughs> so. Just everyone. You know, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, you've got, you don't, have to necessarily relegate yourself to although some do still choose to i assume it pays well you get your you get your love and whatever hip-hop reality show you You have your dancing with the stars you have your quick blip of whatever or 
you plant and nurture and foster something else, yeah. which is fine. But I'll also say this too, in the same spirit and light. Um, a lot of these people too also like to think, well, a lot of them also like to get political and then they like to talk and then yes, you realize how much of an idiot they're they not are. all hits. That's why I said very mean. <laughs> not everyone needs to speak. This is why. This is why. This is why I hesitate thing. when I'm like, okay, not everyone needs to speak. Not every like I like athletes. I have a lot of athlete friends. Some of but I'll be the first one to tell you. Yeah, and I'll be the I'll be the first one to tell you. A lot of athletes are morons. Yeah, never should ever hear their voice or opinion. Should never ever see the light of day. And I dare say, one guy. Damn these internets. <laughs> That's why I said in the beginning. Not everyone needs to talk. Sometimes it's just a matter of just showing up. Like you don't always have to wax poetically. Do work. Like I said, like some people like, speak they do than more. Words. Some people do more harm when they do open their mouths, and then everyone goes, "Wait, what?" <laughs> And then we're they pulled away from the real issues and more so into the why did they say this stupidity? Yeah. So some people get inspired and like Herschel Walker and oh man, ready to step into the <laughs> arena because I'm American boy, I'm all American. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but <laughs> it doesn't always work. It's like a weird want, thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like I said, I per- I personally have no problem with it. It's um. It inspires me most when I see it in the younger generations who, you know, grew up with these internets and have a better handle on it and, you know, are, I guess, will see in a few decades the detriment to them psychologically to constantly being filmed and documenting themselves. Having to be on the whole time. Having to be on the whole time. Having to, yeah. Sounds awful. But to the, f- the small percentage that are making it through and making the world a better place and, and thriving, at least. Like, that's... Well, the pastel guy, that's... The, the what now? Old El Paso? No, he's always wearing pastel colors. Pastels. Oh, yes. Oh. He's like the pastel guy. <laughs> so you have seen him? Yeah. Yes, yes. Either way. Yeah. The mint green? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, it's great. such a vibe. Solid, solid color. Such a vibe. Yeah, I mean, the moral of the story here is uh, if you don't have anything educational to say, don't say it. <laughs> Pretty much. There's nothing wrong with staying in your lane. If you do feel it within your heart and your spirit to support those because you see that this cause is important and you've either, like, because some people, they just weren't ever surrounded by people who were a part of the action. Yeah. So they felt like imposters and didn't want to be part of it, which is great. If you feel, if you're just like, ah, it's better to, the, some people, it's better if you to just stay behind and not cause harm. Um. But then other people are just like, okay, like I didn't have a lot of knowledge beforehand. I'm gaining a lot of knowledge now. I'm aligning myself with people who are the experts in this area. Let's yeah. go. And I'm like, I'm happy for that. Um, but yeah, um, it's. I feel like it's not slowing down anytime soon. And so now it's just about finding that that happy medium of like, okay, let's stop monetizing this because this movement isn't a, isn't a sponsorship sort of thing. Like it's people's lives. That we're talking about in any sort of faction, if it's indigenous lives, black lives, Asian lives, all it's people's lives and livelihood, and we need to keep that um, one hundred. Like we can't be out here trying to make profit off of pain. So, or just trying can. to get you to your next gig. Yeah, fair. If, if you are because, like John said, there are YouTubers to box, and you don't have to waste everybody's time. There you right. go. So, Oof. on that, <laughs> we'll find a YouTuber to box, and we'll take a short break. Next stop, the ship. Welcome back. Thank you so much for sticking with us. It is time to put another ship on the lake. One by one, we will discuss eight picks chosen by us, because we are invested. (laughs) And vote between the three of us. Two to one wins until we have a winner of the champion ship. Today we're talking Canadian actors. Let us begin. John's already in his feelings, it sounds like. Anyway. So, our eight matchup, our eight listed are as followed. Christopher Plummer, Elliot Page, Tatiana Maslany, Cree Summer, Keanu Reeves, William Shatner, Sandra Oh, and Donald the cast of Sutherland. Star Trek. No. Oh my goodness. Donald Sutherland, <laughs> which was your pick. So John, now's not the time to have a fit. It's not a fit. <laughs> The same. It's a Trekkie fit. Not a Trekkie fit. Go on. Just adding them to the. How list. many are there? 
Hmm? How many Canadian actors are historically in all of the Star Treks and all of the galaxies? Oh, well over 20. That's too many people. We're not doing a graphic design team award. Although no. you're welcome to We're and post it to our Oscars. Actors. I'm saying like, These you know, actors no, I'm saying though, no, but I'm saying though is, no, craft, that's what I'm saying though is, this is essentially as if we were doing a group effort award that they do for the Oscars. So they're like, this and team you're do, acting like William Shatner this. didn't get on here. So. Yeah, because I had to put him on here. Yeah, yes. everybody puts their pick on here. That's how this works. <laughs> the same, Star Trek should be a group. Do it for the Patreon. Officially, just because they did outstanding work, okay, memorable work on every single episode that they were all involved in. I'm talking a lot of things now. Scotty's a Canadian. Did so you know that? All of this. Out the original Scotty's a Canadian. Did you know that? I know now. I, think I don't know so who Scotty is. What? I said I don't know who Scotty is. Just leave now. <laughs> we're done today. Wow. For me, admittedly, not being well versed in the track. Okay. Moment there. All right, well, as John continues to pout, our first matchup is Christopher Plummer versus Elliot Page. I'm voting for Elliot. Against who? Christopher Plummer. Your choice, Christopher Plummer. Okay. I heard Christopher Plummer was really mean. Oh, damn, that sucks. I don't want to hear that. I heard, like, on the set of Sound of Music, like, he hated all the children and didn't want to hold the youngest. I hate children, like, too. No, because she was, like, <laughs> too heavy. No, apparently, apparently the youngest, the little one, apparently he never, he hated holding her because she was, like, too heavy or whatever. Like, is he like, method? He was know, just, like, like, so verbal about being, like, <laughs> And I was, like, part of me is, like, eh, yeah, children. I but can't also, fault him for that. But also, like, apparently he was kind of just, like, a nightmare to work with. Like, he just didn't. I mean, the chemistry looked great. Like, everyone seemed like they're getting along, so they did well. I have you know? not seen it all the way through. There's a lot of slander true. and possibly unfactuated. <laughs> that's literally the, <laughs> only, that's literally the, the only thing that I've heard Which of means him. That, like, you had to dig for that one. Oh, I yeah. sure didn't. Like, I sure didn't. That is all over the internet. Yeah, John. Literally, just whoop, all over the internet. All over the internet. I stumbled upon that. I wasn't searching for it. Yeah, Ellie, I mean... <laughs> Christopher Plummer, obviously, there's no, there's no denying, there's no denying anyone in this, in Listen, this ship, and I'm gonna say that, yeah, till he died, <laughs> yeah, like that's the man's a treasure, absolutely, and I feel Elliot Page is on their way, like Christopher Plummer ran so that Elliot Page could fly, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm voting for the future. That's all. That's all I'm doing. I'm just voting for the future. <laughs> uh. Ongoing. Giving giving roses while they're still here. I paid my respects to Christopher Flummer that I... Someone's got to win. Jen doesn't want to be canceled. <laughs> Someone's got to win. I'm choosing Elliot because Juno's still an amazing movie. Inception is still incredible. Um, can't wait for more Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Umbrella Academy's freaking amazing. So let's do it. I'm the only one who's voted. John is distressed. I'm not distressed. I'm... Disappointed. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. She's she's she she's she's off to a good start. Um, they. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what? Please don't cancel John. He knows not. It's not Ellen Page. It's Elliot. Yeah. Page. So how'd that go to they? That's a. That's their. I think they're non-binary. Is that? I think. Sure. I think so. I think so. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so no. So your vote is? Come on. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> and Antonio? Rapicon. We're talking like. I want to hear this word. Just. Just. Yeah. Just. That's just. That's just. He only said that so he doesn't okay. gush about Sound of Music. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> just. That was my second thing I was going to go to. Yeah, yeah, it was. Obviously. But, you know. John right. tap it's, dances no, off mic. No. 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 It's Christopher Plummer. It's, we're talking. That's all they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Magical. Like I just like want you to keep talking about it. Because I don't even know if I want to vote at this point. I just want you to keep talking about nope. why it's the obvious vote. No. Nope. I'm, nope. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna sandbag this. Uh this, what was uh, that now? Excuse me. Segment. Excuse um, me. Uh, just why by the he rules. He says why looking around the room. <laughs> No, yeah. I just said my, the I just said my name. Yeah, this is did. the name. Yeah. Christopher Plummer. I, I think the work speaks for itself. It That's my vote. It's a tough... This entire bracket is really tough. Yeah. For me. 
Well, Elliot Page was my pick, and I'm going to go with Elliot Page. <laughs> but I just really love hearing John Wax about his Some face. people didn't watch all the Christmas performance. Stuff. Have you watched or every little, single one? Not everyone, he, but I've like seen a good load like, of majority of them. There's like hundreds of things. That been, yeah. And not say that I've you shouldn't. I've seen a good load of majority of them. you've seen a good majority of them. A yeah. lot of stuff I didn't even know he was in. And yes. he ends up on there. I'm just yes. like, yeah. That man stole, has credit. So yeah. the you just, show. His IMDb, you just keep scrolling. But by all means, again. Don't look. What that's is it? Okay. Because only one can be picked. I, I chose the it's future. Hard. That's yeah. that's all. There we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just says on to the next one. On the yeah. next one. <laughs> on to the next one. Keanu. See how Reeves. this is going. Keanu Reeves versus one William Shatner. <laughs> Captain James T. <laughs> freaking Kirk himself. We're just getting John's out of. The <laughs> John's like, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah. Keanu Kirk. versus Shatner. So, I mean. There was no Keanu Reeves, was no Matrix, was no nothing with there's no Shatner. So, um, by all means, um, did William Shatner invent cinema? Did he invent the sci fi genre? Did he not? <laughs> nah, because he was just one guy, as did you, he not? As you he, pointed out, he didn't it not. took did a he village. <laughs> he's the he, but he's literally it took a village. the captain, so he's literally the captain of like the sci fi ship or just Star Trek. <laughs> All of it. Yes. <laughs> was he captain of the Enterprise? Was it always? And he's still working. Was it always only the Enterprise? Still There's working. Other, there are other ones. Working steady. Enterprise is the center focus. So. It's so Keanu. So, you know. I know. He's off to a good start, too. Yeah. But again, chasing greatness. Yeah, so that's my pick because John Wick. <laughs> he had some... Uh, he had some rom-coms and, you know, sentimental love stories that I didn't care for. Didn't matter because he brought me back with John Wick. I mean, The Matrix, whatever. Like, I was love he that. Was officially Canadian or was he like one of those like born here, there's raised internationally then just kind of whatever? You can look that up. And but I do believe he was born. Just, I'm pretty sure and he's only born talks here. fondly of Canada and his Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Honestly, everybody talks fondly. When they're here, they talk very fondly about being here great place for all two years i was here yeah i remember my neighbor where else can you say that (laughs) you hate everywhere (laughs) uh, by all means yeah oh he was born in lebanon Mm. yeah naturalized canadians count yes yes but do these people admit that they're canadian yes Yes. okay (laughs) His cameo and always be my maybe. That like, was great. Keanu. What a guy. <laughs> Next. Antonia hasn't voted, so we can't move on. Just thoroughly, I actually, no, I'm, I was scrolling through because I'm trying to think, because I, I obviously William Chad, he has 245 credits. I'm looking through to be like, how much of his stuff I actually watched? A lot. I didn't realize how much I've actually been a part of. Um, He's managed way to maintain his spot in every generation yeah multiple times a year like this man is working mm-hmm. he's like uh i dare say betty white of you know ish levels that can get on every level like generation since yeah you know. his cameo in fanboys is incredible <laughs> william shatner is outstanding made the movie okay have you seen it yes He's barely in it. Probably put you on it. In a matter you of definitely fact. didn't. <laughs> of all the disrespect. <laughs> this is what I live for. <laughs> yeah. This. Can you vote now before John um, yells at us about time I'm next? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to give this one to Shatner, to be honest. I love Keanu, but yeah. like. Like I said, nothing easy about this bracket this week. No. Ooh, All right, William Shatner War Chronicles. Next matchup. Stays busy. Yes, we love William Shatner. <laughs> National treasure. Next matchup. We've got Tatiana Maslany and Cree Summer. No. Yep, I choose Cree Summer. <laughs> I'm choosing Tatiana. <laughs> John is pausing to Google who the hell people are because. Did you watch Orphan Black, John? What's her name again? Tatiana Maslany, T A T U Y. No, T-A-T, no, wait. Yeah, T-A-T-Y. I'll just let Google auto-correct me. Did you watch Orphan Black? No clue who that girl is. 
John, hmm? did you watch Orphan Black? He just said he has no clue who that girl is. Orphan Black. With the clones. Oh, I think I did that. Or for Heartland about two because minutes it's got horses. Stopped. Heartland, definitely not. You sure? Um, They're horses. And like don't, don't. 36 seasons. No. Of which she oh, was man. part of two. Yes. No, I never watched uh, Orphan Black. I want to say I watched, there's a movie of it though, right? She's Orphan been Black? in movies, yes. No, no, no. Orphan, Orphan Black, Black no. is a movie, right? No. No. Oh, not, the, not, I, not of the same concept. If there is a movie called Orphan Black, it's not the same. I think you're talking about a horror movie called Orphan. That could also be that. Yep. No. Oh, yeah. 2009 movie named Orphan. Yeah. So Orphan Black is just a show. Five seasons. Five seasons? I think so. Negative, so I can't answer. Uh, Who's the person she's against? Cree Summer. Okay. Um. She was Freddie in a different world. She voiced your childhood. That's the Tommy Chong's kid, right? No. No? No. You sure? Yes! (laughs) Positive? Jan feels very passionate about Cree Summer as if they're sisters. Don't do this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, who's she? Uh, the orphan black girl? Yeah, okay, well, I guess we'll go with Cree. Yeah, why not? Different world, right? Yes. For the culture. Damn yeah. it all. <laughs> <laughs> Cree freaking summer. Uh, no, okay. What? Are you, are you rescinding your vote? No, I'm just trying to. F- who's that family that are all related together? Ring oh, the family? What? Son or something, his name. Who? Whomst? Huh? Who are you looking for? You're thinking out loud. We can oh, hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's recording. Who are you but thinking I, of? We're supposed to hear that. Um, the guy. Remember the guy that was a host on um, uh, Much Music, and his sister. I think that's Tommy Chunk's kids. Hold on. That is not Cree Summer. Cree Summer's brother was a Much Music VJ, but that they are not Tommy Chunk's kids. Sorry. Are you thinking of Ray Don Chong? That I think she's Tommy Chong's yeah. kid. And they are Canadian. And that's someone that I did mention, but it's not on this list. Okay. I think that's who you're thinking of. Yeah, Tommy Chong is Canadian. Fun fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you have somebody else, but the, <laughs> not this person. Oh, no, Rainbow Guy from, his name is Rainbow. Yeah, that's Chris Summers' brother, but okay. that's not Tommy Chong's right, kid. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> See, that's, I'm in the same realm of things the here, okay? I know what I'm... <laughs> that ain't that baby daddy. I'm in the same realm of things, right? You absolutely are. Next, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's just sit in this awkwardness for yeah, a second. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> just breathe. I'm going to turn the fan off and get nice and sweaty in here. just going to sit in it. I'm not sweating. I mean, <laughs> I'm learning things today, so... Yeah, a lot about yourself, apparently. <laughs> All right, our final opening matchup. We have Sandra O oh versus Donald Sutherland. Sandra O. Oh. Wow, that was really quick for you. Mm-hmm. This isn't so easy for me. I'm loving Sandra's metamorphosis outside of um, Grey's oh, Anatomy. born from the peon. Oh, <laughs> what? Gosh. I didn't know there was a take to have on Nepean. <laughs> Sorry, <sighs> listener from Nepean. So because of that, you won't vote for her? Listen. It doesn't I'm... help her out. Wow. <laughs> John's got secret beef with Sandra O. Oh. Um. Hashtag cancel John. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Nepean. Nah. For some reason, my brain always squishes Nepean and Napanee together. It's the same place. Well, they are not the same place. Alfred Lavie is from Napanee, and we were traveling through Napanee, Ontario, one time on a choir tour, and this was when she just started to blow up, and one of the gas stations out there in the middle of nowhere just had Avril Lavigne merch. They were just so proud of their girl. Damn. Black and pink everything. Yikes. And I was like, what? Anyways. Nepean, though. What's your beef with Nepean? Uh, Myers Riders Football Club. I hate them. Oh. hate them. Hate them with a passion. Hate them when I lived in Ohio. Sorry, what are they called again? Hate them. We're not mentioning the name. Myers something. They already got enough. (laughs) You can just just shuttle back 10 seconds. So, yeah. Sorry, um, Summer. Sandra. 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 Oh. Uh, Yikes. (laughs) I'm going with uh, 
Yeah, go with your boy. You submitted him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Again, the pin. <laughs> we need that sound bite. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nepean. Uh, damn. Your football team ruined your whole town for John. Just on their website right now. <laughs> everybody else knows I'm just going to start this and let everybody, the feedback and people start, you know. Yeah. I don't like Nepean either. Hey. Should I tag them in our <laughs> post <event? laughs> She's not extorting somebody. She's trying to. John has things to say at (laughs) Rider Nation 613. (laughs) Damn it. I really like Donald Sutherland. I I really like Sandra O as well. I I don't think I've watched enough of her things. Listen. Like, I just inherently know she's great. If (laughs) you have not watched Killing Eve, I haven't. Get to it i also haven't now. started her new netflix show i haven't i just inherently know she's great without she's great. but what i without just any of the proof if you have <laughs> not if you have been on the fence about watching killing eve you just like sitting on it drop watch killing eve i beg of you i beg of you i'll well, stop begging oh my gosh it is yeah, it's not a good look really <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show is great john just hates nepean <laughs> poor all right. We need that um, that spittoon sound. Yeah. <laughs> Ping. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Donald Sutherland. So, sorry. Sorry, Sandra. Sorry. I'm sorry everyone disrespected you. I, I'm so sorry. I voted for the future that first time. It can't work twice. So sorry. All right. As we crawl along. Because that was just the opening matchups. <laughs> We've got Elliot Page versus Cree Summer. I'm choosing Cree Summer for the culture. I'm for also, my childhood. I'm also choosing Cree Summer in this matchup. I also am going for Cree Summer. Who is not Tommy Chong? Who is not Rainbow. <laughs> Who is not Tommy Chong? No kid. relation. <laughs> What's his full name? Rainbow. I want to say Rainbow Sun, but don't quote me. And on the other side, we have. Ooh, the heavies, William Shatner versus Donald Sutherland. William Shatner. Wow, that came re- to you really quickly. Yeah. Are you trying to make amends for John's non-sensory? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter for me on this one because I know who I'm Rainbow Sun Franks. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> I did say Rainbow Sun. You can sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, I, too, will choose Shatner. John, will you be choosing Donald? William Shatner. Look at this unanimous all the way to uh, the top. Cree Summer versus history. William Shatner. I choose Cree Summer. Cree Summer. We're sorry, William. Silver medal is still a big deal. And John is yet again convinced that we plot against him. <laughs> we can't. Just because. What would you have done when you put your 20... 20- <laughs> Star Trek Canadians versus anyone. Just what kept, would you have done? He would have just kept pushing them and voting them even if they weren't in the running anymore. Oh, I always forget Donald Sutherland was in Hunger Games. Yeah, man. <sighs> that scared me. President His Snow. character. Yikes. Too he late just, to take your vote. I know, but it's just like, uh, something so eerie about him. So Chris Summer is our winner. Canadian actor. That's who I wanted to win the whole time because. John is throwing pens. Freddie Brooks is iconic. Her voice acting career alone just stands everywhere near and dear in my heart. It's just where we need to be. And, you know, black indigenous woman. So just do that. Suck it, John. (laughs) John is like, who finding new friends? The only list in the world. Like, Yeah, I... I encourage you, John, to go on her IMDb and just keep scrolling. Oh, I'm looking at it. Try to find the bottom. I dare you to do the same with my picks. Yeah. They have 30 years on her. Not their fault. Uh, What? And, (laughs) you know, white men. So crush the patriarchy. Uh, Free Summer's our winner. So it is racism. (laughs) It is racism. No, right. by picking the black woman, it's racist. Wow, cancel John twice. <laughs> Hashtag. We're just, what? Cancel, cancel, what? Jo- 
Cancel John. We're just riding with people just cause. No, John. Riding with people I because they deserve it. Many reasons why. Riding with people the because they deserve it. So you just, you just mad. Not mad. Just for those disbelief. for those who like John <laughs> have strong disbelief. opinions on an eight spot bracket. Let us know who we left off. Let us know what where we st- where we went wrong. <laughs> Should we have allowed twenty Canadian Star Trek actors to be part of the bracket? I want to hear from you. So thank you again for hanging in and joining us on this episode. We will catch you next time. You have reached the end of the line. Please exit the train cars to your right. Please follow the ushers if you want to reach us on Twitter at NotThatSorryPod, on Instagram at NotThatSorryPodcast. For those of you who hop the turnstile before the ticket collector can come collecting, please leave us a review and have a good day and a safe journey.